being pretty and locked up cannot be good. Yeah, it depends on where you are, but yeah, probably not. <laughs> depends on the, the prison. <laughs> depends on the prison. Hey, man. Depends on if you like being there. <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying is it depends. Like, there are really nice prisons out there who, like, people aren't going to... F- fuck your shit up there are also <laughs> also you you know you if you meet the right person they can protect you you know you're so pretty they're like i'll do anything to protect I mean, you pretty motherfucker <laughs> exactly <laughs> man you'd be someone you know this guy could be some someone's wife <laughs> <laughs> oh man welcome 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 everyone to the backcourt episode number 25 i am one of your hosts giuseppe joined by tg30 terrence yes sir yes sir Terrence, man, how you feeling? We are. It is middle of July, finals. Yeah. We're halfway through. I mean, it's an exciting time. This should be. It is, man. It is. Um, it's a lot going on. Uh, USA basketball is getting up and started. Yeah, some exhibition games. We'll get to yeah. that. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot happening. You know? Weather's a bit weird. This, this has been one of the weirdest summers on to date. It's a Definitely constant weird, up and down. Know. We're like, oh, hey, it's 95 for these next four days. It's now 77. Tomorrow is 106. The next oh, day, 77 again. Oh, yeah. You've seen the lightning <laughs> lately? The lightning has been nuts, dude. Like, people, people, nah, for people who do not live in New York City, we don't get thunder and lightning storms very often. It's actually quite rare. You know, to really have those, the lightning has been crazy, crazy the last week. Like literally, my windows are like lighting up. Um, yeah, man, lot lot to talk about today, Terrence, in the world of the NBA. Um, Let's do it. We got like coaching stuff. We got some finals, obviously. I got some predictions and, and whatnot. But um, before we do any of that, we of course have to do our Black Excellence Player of the Week. As always, can't stop, won't stop, never stop. Oh yeah. You know, at first I wasn't sure about that song, but it's actually really grown on me. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to it now. It's just here. People love it. People love it. Um, so yes, our black excellence shout out goes out to Mr. Brooklyn, Mr. Stefan Marbury. Is he Mr. Um, Brooklyn? Mr. Brooklyn. Um, I've never heard him called that. Yeah, Stefan Marbury, man. Um, Coney Allen native, Brooklyn native. Uh, the guy never played in Brooklyn, but did play for never the play Nets. in Brooklyn, but is a played for the net. net. So, once a net, always a net. He's also like. He's also probably the most famous player to ever play in Chinese basketball. Like the CBA more than the, more than any Chinese more than any Chinese player. He's like yeah, like he's easily a god over there in China. Yeah, they built they him. They literally him. built him a fucking statue and a museum. Don't forget the museum, dude. The all, people, all people who get he statues in this there. planet are like world. Like that's such a that doesn't happen every day, Terrence. Very few no. people get like a fucking statue built of them, no, like a real not, statue. Again, not just a uh, statue. Um, the guy has a statue. He has a museum. He has um, documentary. He has the sneakers, the strawberry. Quick story on the strawberries, right? Um, you've seen those before, right? Uh, probably. But... Stefan Mulberry sneakers. So right, when it came out, a lot of people uh, were like, no, never, right? And everything like that. Steph, Stefan Mulberry literally was just like, look, it costs me the same amount that it costs Michael Jordan to make his sneakers. I choose to sell these sneakers for twenty five dollars. He chooses to sell these sneakers for two hundred. I'm trying to. He help. sold them for twenty five dollars. He sold the Starberry sneakers for twenty five bucks. 
That's how I saw some actually. People, people, uh, not, and I can't say people, but when I was younger, I remember people getting teased for wearing those sneakers. Now that I'm older, man, it was that a, a brilliant thing that he did. It is just like, it's amazing. He literally was like, look, I couldn't afford certain sneakers when I was younger. I couldn't afford blastable sneakers. We had to, you know, pass them down from family to family. But it didn't. It, did, it didn't work though. People got teased. You said people got teased, right? See, this, and, this is this is what I mean. It's not about how good you look. It's just about the brand. That's all right. people care about. I've seen it, more so with kids, yeah. but anyone, man, it, it definitely just, was a brand thing. And I remember my pops had got a pair, and he was just like, "I don't care. I'm supporting this guy. I love what he's doing." But support, and I remember, so I remember sad, joking bro. on my pops, like being like, "Oh, why are you wearing the strawberries and everything?" It was like a big thing, especially in Brooklyn. He was just like never wear it, um. But there was some older people wearing it, and now that again, now that I look back on it, it was it was it's dope. It's still dope. Um, it sells crazy in China. But right now, right, right. But right now, if someone were, if someone were, he would have really not him or someone else would release the same type of thing for twenty five dollars. I think the same. But I I think the reaction would be the same. You would, but most people would be like, no, like people want when you wear something. Most people want to wear something and go, hey, I have money. That's why people wear like gold chains and shit. It's like, oh, I have money. I spent money on this. Look how much money I spent. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I like what this looks like. Like that's not and what it's me, about. And me as a sneaker, like uh, when I was a little bit younger, I was a sneaker collector. I definitely stopped as I got older because it just became an expensive habit. Um, it's also no point. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it. I look back on it now. It's like, man, like if I could find me a pair of strawberries, I'd, I'd rock a pair of strawberries because it doesn't matter what other people think. It, it just, it never no, it did. Doesn't. If it you learn anything did. from us, learn that. Yeah, for sure. Um, But the man, uh, Stefan Marbury, three-time CBA champion. Um, Let's Three not forget, he was he was drafted to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Him and Kevin Garnett were great friends. They they thought they were going to have something out there in Minnesota. Um, Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, he, he just, it, people didn't it, yeah. like him. Wasn't that the thing? Like, he just didn't like him? Yeah, they just, it just, it just didn't gel well. That's why he never you know? really played any one team for especially long, because yeah. people just had a problem with him for whatever reason. Yeah, um, he came over to the Nets. Um, does have a, he does, he was part of that 2004 bronze medal. Uh, uh, yeah, the Olympic team. The one that they don't like to speak about. No, I speak, I'll talk about that. They, <laughs> they don't like to speak about that one. Um, but it's he got FIBA be, gold. It's, it's sad. It's sad. That's the only one you're part of, you know? Yeah, you got a, you got a FIBA gold. Yeah, when know, he was so. a kid, though. Yeah, he was, geez, like 17 at the time. Yeah, 94. So, you know, I guess it counts for something, right? I mean, still yeah, still, you still earn something. I'm just saying it's it's crazy. You yeah, know? but he was, Seven Marbury was just one of those dudes. There's a few guys, like, people just didn't like. And it just, it feels like it hurt their career. Yeah, I you think know? it was a reputation. Your reputation yeah. uh, outlived and, like and outshined you. He only made two All Stars and two All NBA third teams. Like you, you gotta look at his numbers. And it's like I don't know, man. He had some pretty good years. It's kind of yeah. hard to imagine like that's all he was able to do. Yeah, you know. But like that's what happens. Like, people just like in like I understand like it, it's it's a lot of things, but I don't know, man. Like he, I don't know. I remember I remember like really watching him when he definitely came to the Knicks and everything like that <clears throat> as well, uh, because it was just dope to see a guy from New York play for New York. You know, it's, yeah, always, it's, it's always it's always yeah, it's always dope to see that. So um, that's always good. But yeah, I mean, Starberry and let's not forget um, Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Telfair, who's uh, his cousin, you know, also <laughs> made it to the league. You know, it's it's 
he's he's right now here's the interesting thing so right now he's retired from playing but he is the head coach of a fucking chinese team which is insane that's dope like he he's got to be the like how many i mean that that seems like so rare you want to talk about reinventing yourself (laughs) and and really like you know taking advantage of going overseas he did that he did that. He was like, you know what? The league is just the NBA they just didn't, want didn't work for me. Yeah. You know, it didn't work for me. Hey, let me go overseas and play. And you go overseas and you start dogging like that and you start busting ass and just making a brand out of yourself. He owns the Beijing Lions, actually. Look at that. <laughs> he owns a team. And here's the thing. He he got a Chinese like a green card, like a permanent resident card. He's only the fifth American player to ever get that. To do that. You know, like it, it's He's been completely accepted into yeah. their country and their society and everything. I like love completely. it too. He lo- yeah, it, it's cool, man. It's like a cool thing. It, like, and what, what's wrong with that, right? It doesn't matter like what country it is. If you go to a country, it's like there was this dude, and there's a random story. This is a dude in the 1600s, this Irish dude who became mm. a fucking samurai in Japan. He's like one of the only non-Japanese people to ever become a fucking samurai but they just loved him they just really liked him and he got along and, and they just accepted it and it's like and he lived there for like years like that type of stuff is awesome to really Look, be able man. to like go to a new culture in a country and just and become life, one of them literally in life America's supposed to be I suppose but we're conditioned to be accepted in life so it's yeah. always best to be where you're wanted yeah yeah I like agree. that that's literally it like from the time we grow up we're conditioned to be like follow have some type of acceptance you know and yeah you, you need that in some capacity it doesn't mean right. by like everybody but like so just people. be where you're wanted that that's like mm-hmm. one of the most important things be where you wanted because it'll make you happier it's not gonna yeah. make you happy to be somewhere where you're not wanted but and that yeah. goes for anything a job Absolutely. a living situation a community oh, relationship yeah friendships all that stuff it just yeah yeah it's a, it's a good advice that's that's some, that's some free advice for you uh yeah. backcourt listeners but all right, so that's the uh, shout out to you, Mr. Stefan Marbury. Yeah. Um, but all right, Terrence, let's, let's, I got a little prediction for you. I, we may have touched on this last week. I don't remember, but I got a prediction for you. Ready for it? Let's go. Spencer Dinwiddie signs Ooh. with w- one of the LA teams. He's from California. Both the Clippers. Uh, well, the Clippers definitely need a point guard, and he'd be a good fit. And the Lakers, we don't know what's going to happen with Schroeder, um, but they could totally use him regardless there's a part of me that definitely wants to keep him oh i do too but he seems to be very like didn't he say he wants a he did he say specifically he wants a five-year 125 million dollar contract yeah so that's not happening i'll play the clip because it's a quick clip it's not happening like there's no chance that he's getting that ever because i opted out like i have to leave or something like that no this is very much like in the net's hands you feel me like, and I think my full max is like 5196 or something like that. And, and nobody's sitting here saying I'm gonna get 5196. So before anybody tries to kill me, <laughs> nobody's saying that. Pause, pause, pause it, pause it. The Nets have the ability. I love, I, I love how he's like, listen, I, I'm, I'm not crazy. I'm not gonna get 5196 million, but I will get 5125. It's like, what the hey. fuck? That's not, that's not that Wait, much. Dude. I what I'm saying, what I'm saying, like, I, I was where this is leading up, it's like, yeah, that is crazy. So is what you're about to say. <laughs> you can finish the clip. To do something that other people can't. Yeah. If the Nets come to the table like that and they're being aggressive and they're saying, hey, we got 5125 for you, like, I would say there's a high likelihood that I go back to the Nets. Ah, it's, listen, it's, 
what he's he's putting his value out there. I, I don't think yeah, any, yeah, I, I don't yeah, think I, any he, team is. Yeah, he's putting his he, number out there. He's he he basically said he wants twenty five a year. I thought that's what that would average out to. Yeah. Now he can't he can only get a four year deal if he goes to another team, you know, because of the rules and everything. I think you're going to see Spencer Dinwiddie sign for somewhere around twelve to eighteen million a year. If you saw him like a wow, four year a, seventy that's a million, drop, Joe. Bro, he is not you don't an all star. He's on, not an all NBA. You said twelve to fifteen. Twelve to eighteen a year. Twelve to yeah, okay. Per yeah, year. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve. To so 18. if he's okay, signing yeah, a four year seventy yeah. four year seventy two million dollars would put him at eighteen a year. I think yeah. that's kind of around I, yeah, yeah. his max. I mean, if yeah, four year maybe eighty million, someone wants to give him a little more. But what I'm saying is that's what I think because I he's proven he's a capable starter. He's proven he's an excellent sixth man. a super valuable. He's a good scorer. He's a good playmaker. Uh, he's smart. He's hit some clutch shots. I really like Spencer Dinwiddie, but yeah. he's like 27 or 28. He's not exactly, if he was 22, you know, we, we, coming off of ACL, coming off of ACL and even cost him a whole season. Like it's one of those things where it's like, I think you look at him and you're like, you kind of have seen his peak. I don't know if he can go too much better than he played like last year, like 20. He might have to take a one and, um, he, yourself he, deal. Yeah, he might have to take a one and prove himself. I think he, I think he knows he kind of like you gotta gotta. This is like this is the only. It's like with Joe Joe Harris when he signed the four year deal last year. This is like for guys like like Joe Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris, you get like one big contract in, in your career. You know, you're not LeBron or any of these guys who sign like every one. But with Dinwiddie, it's like after this, if he signs a one year deal, like that's a real big risk, and he might yeah. like. Right now, if, if a team offers him like four years, 80 million, and like, do you turn that down? You might not get that next year. What if you hurt yourself again? Yeah, true. So I think I think this is the one big deal. I, I wouldn't do a prove yourself deal. I think he's proved himself, but don't don't be like Isaiah Thomas, man. You know, don't don't out yourself the league. And I don't think you're in that position, but it, Spencer, he's definitely know, he's definitely in a better position. He's um, definitely I, not coming to the Nets. I think he's highly, yeah. I think I think he'll be on a. I think he'll be on a lot of teams list. You know, right. they'll they'll definitely this, have him like top I think three or four on a lot of teams list. It depending on what they want to do with Ben Simmons, if they want to maybe play him more. I think the Sixers are going to want him. I think the Lakers, depending on what happened to Schroeder would want him. I think the Clippers definitely want him. I think there's a lot of, remember he's from Southern California. Yeah. So the, the LA I think the Lakers will probably real. be more aggressive. I think the Clippers should, but it depends on what they want with Reggie Jackson. A lot of questions. Right, yeah. This is what happens every free agency. I think Spencer did what he could fit in a lot of teams. It's just a matter of what he wants. Like if he really believes he's worth $25 million a year, I do not believe he's going to get that. Like I said, I don't 12 to 18 a year is why I think he's going to get. And I don't know. He could sign him with fucking Pistons for all we know, you know, like it, it, who knows? I just, we'll see. It's yeah, sad. Okay. I loved Dinwiddie, and, and and had we had him this year, everything might have been different. You know, maybe we wouldn't have had to play guys such heavy minutes. They wouldn't have gotten injured because we would have been relying on. Din- I don't know. But here's the question: If if and if and presumably when we lose Dinwiddie, what do we do for a backup point guard? Do you think we should shop around? Do we just go with Mike James? Or are these questions for next week's show? Shop around for agency show without without Dinwiddie. Assuming we we assume he wants like a, a hundred million dollar contract, and we're obviously yeah. not going to give that to him. Yeah, you think we just look and f- try? Should we specifically look for a replacement, like a backup point guard? Uh, no. Ride I Mike so. James. Yeah, I think you ride. I think you ride Mike James. Um, James Harden, Mike James, Kyrie, um, even KD can handle the ball. I think well, you they, got a no, lot. No, they of, I think you got a few ball handlers that can you know, you can you can live with. No, no, for I don't think we need to see 
Kyrie Harden and Durant are all playmakers. You know, we don't necessarily need. Yeah, we don't necessarily like our starting lineup is good. Right. And and you know, but, but at the same time, like running these guys into the ground isn't good. You know, like we need. No, to but know I think that- Mike. I think a Mike and um James combination because James was basically running the second unit anyway. You know, he, James, Mike James or James? Harden? No, no, no. James Harden. I'm sorry. James Harden was was but when he was healthy and when he was kind of figuring out the was, rotation, yeah. he was early sit. And then let's make let's have James basically run the second unit. So I I did like that system. And then obviously, as Mike James started to to and we you know, just bail on, bailed on all like, that in the last few games, because who I, needs rotations? You could just I, I don't play them 100 minutes. Happened. I don't I don't know what happened. So and by 100 minutes, I mean, they played literally 150 in those three games. But. And I, I, I believe that if you have the proper rotation with Kyrie, James Harden and Mike James, I believe that you can make that work. And I'm if, just saying, and, is that is that you think that's is that too risky? Like, do you not want a more secure? Like, I like Mike James a lot. I trust him, but mm-hmm. he's not as proven as a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie. So Definitely do we not. look for a like? A, a, a Dinwiddie type player. Like, I don't know who off the top of my head, but I don't think there's anybody out there. That, Kyle Lowry. Would you take Kyle Lowry off the bench? I think he deserves more off the yeah, bench. He does, then. doesn't he? He does. I, you know, I, well, he says that we don't, we, we can't have anyone. We have our starting backcourt. You know, unless Kyrie wants to leave, we have our starting backcourt. I don't want true. like a, a, a Kyle Lowry. We need, we need a, we need a sixth man. We need, man. A, like, you need, we need a, a sixth man. Hey, we need a guy who can come off I the got, bench. I got a guy for you. Hit me with I it. got a guy for you. Hit me with it. Jamal Crawford. Nah, nah, nah. I know he just dropped like 50 or something. He listen, he's 41. I don't think the league wants him. I think we, we need someone younger, man. We already have enough. You think so? I, I, I would 41. take a proven, I would take a proven he's not guy to, he's to a, give you what 12 minutes? But listen, th- uh, but, but he's a scorer, you know, he can do some playmaking, but like we need a like we need someone who can run the offense, and I, I like the I like. Uh, you don't Jamal trust Crawford, Jamal Crawford to run your offense. Not really what he off does. He's, he's never really been like a primary playmaker. He, you know, he he's he's a good passer and all that, but he's never again his twelve role. minutes, Joe. Twelve minutes is we need someone who can play more than twelve. We need someone to play at twenty. I I, I have nothing against Jamal Crawford. Twenty off not the bench. Who, twenty minutes, yeah. Twenty minutes. I don't think we listen. I like I like Jamal Crawford a lot. It's not yeah. who I'd rather. I want backing us up. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, no. Next week, we are going to do our big free agent uh, podcast. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Terrence, something else I want to talk about um, is I want to talk about a couple of teams who I think really have been making uh, – I think they're going to make a big splash this offseason. So you ready for this? Off so season? my first okay. team, I think the Blazers. We talked about this a few episodes ago. We mm. both said I think that we think they're going to do a, a big retool. Mm-hmm. I think they are because they just made a somewhat splashy but – name signing Chauncey Billups as their head coach, but at the same time they got rid of their coach with a new head coach, which is a big move. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they just they just signed Scott Brooks as an assistant coach. Now remember Scott Love Brooks, Scott, Scott Brooks Scott. is an excellent coach, coach OKC. I mean not so much with the Wizards, but he's a great coach. Love to have Scott. him like sign onto your bench, man, that's a that's a big move. And then Damian Lillard recently was like, I'm going to keep my thoughts on the Blazers in-house. So I think they're getting ready to make some splashy moves. I think you're going to see McCollum. You got to keep Dame happy. Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to get rid of McCollum for somebody. I think you're probably going to see Nurkic maybe get jettisoned. But I think, I think you're going to, you know what you're going to hear at the beginning of October? The new look Blazers, which you're going to hear a lot. Mm-hmm. You know that term people say the new look, this team, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to see. You're going to see the new look Blazers. I think you're going to see Lillard and I don't know who else. 
a lot of other new talent on that team. My prediction for the Blazers is offseason. I mean, I like it. I definitely like it. I, I'm excited to see what they do because I am rooting for Dane. Yeah, and they also have just been kind of stuck for like five, six years, kind yeah. of in this good to very good team, and never really making that like leap. And that then we again, I think it's important to keep that guy happy. Whatever yeah. he wants, you got to make it happen. And he's only and got he's a, couple, a loyal he's a he's loyal a, guy. Like he's he been adamant about like he wants I want to stay do this in here. Portland. Yeah, yeah. I respect Damian Lillard a lot. I think he really wishes he was Steph Curry, and he's not. But I like him a lot, but <laughs> I feel like he's been trying to, I, I feel like, you know how, like, um, I heard someone say that like Cisco back in the day and like Jay, Justin Timberlake now and yeah. Chris Brown, they're all trying to do their best, like Michael Jackson impression, impression in some capacity, uh, you know, very, very, uh, and not like literally, but that's what they are emulating that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like Damian Lill has been doing that his whole career. He's been like, but I you got to pull Steph. from somewhere, right? You gotta, no, I, I don't think I don't, you do. I think you just be your own player. And he just seems like he really wants to be, be that stuff at all. I think, I, he think is. I think he figured out a little bit of something that Steph maybe does and was what, like, what is unique? Well, what Steph would you can, say is unique about Lillard that he does that Steph didn't do before him? The deep threes is all again, from Steph. I don't, yeah, but I don't, I can't say that that's like trying to be him though. I think you but just, I just saw what he was doing. It was like, he's oh, the, he's if the, that's but, working for him, I could definitely make that work. And that's, exa- so what did I just say? He's trying Logo to be Logo Lillard didn't come from nowhere. That came from Steph. Steph was doing that. Like the year, Steph, when they don't Steph. Call him Logo Steph though. Yeah, because Steph just makes them <laughs> from everywhere. Steph, Steph is Steph is so good. You just call him Steph. That's what his nickname is, Steph. He's so good. It's like you call Michael Jordan Michael. You don't even need a nickname. You're just so good. You have that name. You know, like Logo Lillard is like, oh great, he could, whatever. Yo, it's like Trey Young. Michael Jordan. Did you see the um, SNL clip that they did on um, Michael no. Jordan when he was gambling in the no. locker room? It's no. hilarious. It's yeah, hilarious. Keenan Thompson plays uh Charles Barkley. Keenan's been on that fucking show for like almost 20 years. Yo, it's, hila- it's hilarious. God bless uh, him. I heard they're bringing Keenan Kel back. Did you hear that? I hope so. Oh, I love Keenan Kel. I that- hope so. Terrence, every time I would like put the TV on, I would see like that start up. Oh, here it goes. I was like, this is, oh, I don't know. Oh, here it goes. Oh, that's just a good show. You know what's crazy? They were going to bring back Lizzie McGuire. I know this is off topic, but they're going to bring back Lizzie McGuire <laughs> to Hulu. But Hillary Duff was producing it. She really wanted to be like a more, like Hillary, like Lizzie McGuire's an adult. But uh-huh, they were like, uh-huh. no, we want like a kid show still. Like you can still be the adult, but you'd be kids. And she was like, no, nah, I'm into that. Um, and they're, they're spinning that off. But Keenan and Kel, man, if they brought that back, as like a yeah, like an adult thing. Oh, I'd be so into it. Right. Yeah. How do you spell Keenan, Terrence? Because it's not coming uh, up here. Is it not K E A N A N? Is it A? Yeah, I believe it's K E A N A N. It doesn't look like Keenan though, does it? Is that right? Oh my god, how do you fucking spell Keenan and Kale? Why this should just come up for me. Holy oh, shit. K E N A N. This is nuts. I'm editing all this out. <laughs> Yeah, K E N N N. I mean, wh- why was that so difficult? I mean, I guess it looks like Kenan, not Keenan. He just decided it's Keenan. 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 God, I wish he would tell everyone that's his name. Keenan. I don't see anything out of it, actually. I don't know. He. Oh, to be fair, he does have a show just called Keenan right now. Oh, that's very true. Well, that's uh, on uh, NBC. NBC. Right? That's, that's a big deal for him, man. Hopefully, they... it's one of those things where you see guy, like people from your childhood, you just want them to succeed. 
Nah, man. Yeah, Keenan's you know, work, I wa- man. Like, he, he, listen, props to Keenan for being on SNL for like literally 15 seasons now. But Kel, I haven't seen that motherfucker. When was the last time you saw Kel? Well, I Anything. think he's. I think I think he's doing something. I don't think he is. Or something. Uh, that's sad. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you know, he's doing you something know, with gospel. You know what made me sad at the end of uh, uh, the beginning and end of Keenan and Kel ended the same. Ah, here it goes. Sometimes I would see that and go, oh, oh no, it's the end of the show. Damn. <laughs> I get really excited. It's crazy that Kel never really made it because he's a really good looking guy. Kel, um, I don't know what happened, actually. He's like such a good looking cat. How did he not make it? Oh, he's hosting something. Uh, tune in. Uh, there, yeah, I'm looking at it as like IMDb right now. I can't believe we're so off track right now, but there's nothing I've I, I can see uh, in any capacity that's like I've even heard of or like their you know voiceover work. Who loves orange soda? Kill <laughs> oh man, he could tweet that literally every day and like oh, sign with gotta, Fanta and make it, money. Terrence, like, I don't, why Terrence, didn't he just do that? Hold on though, but because look, that was over a month ago, it only has 111 likes. Like he's just obscure. Oh, he forgot just, about Kel. He's just obscure now. It's so sad. But 111 wow. people in over a month. That's all that happened. People forgot about Kel. People forgot about Kel. That's crazy. We got hashtag forgot about Kel. That's we got to start that, Terrence. Oh, we got to no. We got to put a hashtag remember Kel. Everyone acts like they forgot about Kel. Remix that song, Terrence. Remix the Dre Kel, song. Man. Remix the Dre song, Terrence. Put Kel in it. Damn. Kind of Let's up. get back on track. Um. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, my, my second team, I think, I don't know if they're going to make moves, but to watch for next season, uh-huh. Pacers. Pacers have three borderline all-stars in Karis LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon, Sabonis, who is an all-star the last two years. Mm-hmm. It's a great trio. They played really well together. Plus, they got a great supporting cast. They got the Holiday Brothers. They got TJ McConnell. They got that dude Brisket or whatever, Brisket, whatever his name is. They got a good team, and now they just got fucking Rick Carlisle as their I head coach. Recallo, uh, I mean, you tell me, tell me they're not going to be one of the best teams in the East next season, Terrence. Tell me I thought a 50 I, win season for them. 50? Whoa. I think you're jumping the gun a little bit too much. I love 50, bonus. I love LeBert. 50 wins is not LeBert. even that great, man. 50 wins is a good season. It's. I don't think 60. they'll hit 50. I, I think they'll be a bit over 500. That's not, that's no, it's not, it's not far from your 50, but I, I think they'll hit like 40. That's not very good though, Terrence. I think they'll hit like 43. I'm telling you, bro. That's not that good of a, that's not that big of a, what I'm saying is like, that's mediocre. I mean, is that what you, you would be starting okay. point guard for the uh, Pacers is, uh, is one of the holiday brothers, right? No, it's oh, Brogdon. Brogdon. I think um, Brogdon, I don't know how they're going to run it, but I, think I don't Brogdon know. And I don't, Levert, I don't know stuff. how much better he can be. I think Who, he has Brogdon? to prove Brogdon. Yeah, he played. He had a huge leap this year. He was. He almost. I, that's what I'm squad. saying. I don't know how much. I think you. You're always going to see consistently from Levert, um, from Levert, from uh, Sabonis. You know those guys are going to be good. I think when it but comes if you to have those Malcolm, three dudes playing at an all star level, you have Levert, Brogdon. But and, that's and, what I'm saying. I don't. We don't know how well Malcolm and Levert really can be together. Well, they played. We've only had a sample size of that. Yeah. So but, we don't really, a, we don't really know, you know. And it, again, new coaching, new system, and everything like that as well. I just think Rick Carlisle is the kind of guy. Like they underachieved this last season for sure. Like even before the Levert trade, they had a good. Like they they played better the season before than they did last last season. Uh-huh. And so I think you add in Levert, they already have a. You know, TJ McConnell had like a really good sixth man year. Like they have a they have enough talent there. I think for sure, but. Uh-huh. 
Rick Carlisle should be able to get, he's a great coach. He should be able to get that out of them. No? Yeah, but what also what we have to remember Full is season that. season with these guys playing? No longer like Levert playing just the end of it. Here's, here's my thing. Also, what we have to remember is that Rick Carlisle, he is a, he's a great coach. I, not great. He's a good coach. Well, he's a great coach, I would say. <sighs> he's, I, what's, what's better than great? What's better than good, I mean? Very good. Okay. I'll put him on that. I would say he's a great coach. I mean, he won a, won a championship, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he won one championship. Yeah, come well, on. Well, I'm sorry, only one. Yeah, what a loser. It's hard to do that, man. It's it's yeah, hard it's to h- just get one. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's what I'm he saying. did. Very and then, good. But they were they were great for years with him. You know, they only you know consistent. as yeah they were consistent for years. And then obviously Dirk started to go downhill, and then right. they couldn't really they kept on missing I out think, on all the free agents. But I think we we saw from Carlisle what we see from Carlisle is that he's uh, what am I? He focuses on the star player. Well, like, so you don't. Well, they don't have one star though. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying with with this Pacers because what we've seen with with the team that they won a championship. Obviously, Dirk was your star player. Really focused heavily on Dirk with the Doncic team. Doncic is Donches. your star player. Luca team. Um, you know, you really focus with that. I haven't seen him really coach a team style. Interesting. You know, so it's, that that's more so that, like you said, hmm. they don't have a star. And then also he's always had from what we saw a four. I mean a three or four more so. Donches is a is a three. He, yeah, he plays more to three. Dirk was a four. Right. Dirk was a four, yeah. Yeah, but that shooter, that that large shooter more so. They don't necessarily have that in the Pacers right now. Right. So well, I listen, think I'm I'm interested to see what he can kind of do with this 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 lineup you know so i interesting points for sure i think obviously free agency hasn't even started we have no idea what the team could look like you know like for all we know like they might trade fucking brogdon for dinwiddie mm-hmm. or not even trade him but they might sign dinwiddie trade brogdon for fucking anthony davis for all we I don't know um but what i'm saying is so we really don't know it's a good point we don't know um i think right now though they're looking like a 51 t- t- team next year but i mean hey i well, my, our first episode of next season, we'll make a predictions, obviously, about where we see these teams going. Right. That'll be a fun episode. Yeah. Um, I'm good with that. So those are those teams. Um, outside of those two teams, I guess I don't really know. The rest of the teams, a lot of questions. Like the Celtics, I think, are going to make some moves, but obviously they just signed what's his name as the coach, who I think is going to be really good. Imi Yudoka. Yes. Also, um, who's dating Nia Long? Damn, she still look good. Yeah, she does. Um, and then also the Magic signed Jamal Mosley as their head coach. He's only, I think, 42 I was, years old, uh, super young guy. Yeah, I was a little um, – I didn't really know how to think hopefully, about that move. But I think it plays can into sh- their – Hopefully everyone gets the fuck up about there's not enough <laughs> black coaches. There you go. Got your black coaches. No one's racist. Shut up. Uh, do you think they did this to not be racist? I think it was. It's never about. You think that. they felt? I, first of all, the NBA has always been one of the leading That's what I'm saying. leagues That's why and making sure that they had diversity. It's, so it's, it's idiots like I Stephen A. Smith. It. But yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, I didn't never, see it as much as everybody else did. They were like, "Oh, listen, black coaches, we don't have enough." Like, there's a reason well, there's been so many white coaches. It's because look at the NFL for a long time, 
there was it, 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 things were racist back in the day. So yeah, if you were going to cut your teeth being a, a assistant coach, there were probably less opportunities, but we don't live in that world anymore, but it takes time. Just like this, why there's so few women. Well, it takes time. Women were it's not, not loud, but it was like, it was a boys club, right? And they couldn't break in. Yeah. Well, now they've starting to break in. You're going to see it slowly. It's not going to be tomorrow. We're going to have 15 women coaches, but maybe in 15 years when women who are young now, who see that's possible, start moving up. Then we're looking they'll get for, that. Um, Becky Hammond to, you know, she'll, she'll do that eventually. Um, yeah, I think so too. Anyway, but, um, I, I think, I think that the people who are doing this have, they want a coach they think is a good coach. Like Steve Nash did not get the coaching job cause he's white. He got it cause he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Yeah. And yes, when you're a multiple time MVP hall of famer, greatest player of all time, you have to skip the line. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, anything, it does not matter. Okay, so people saying that, I'm like, fuck off. And also, Stephen A. was so stupid. He was saying that, but was like, dude, Derek Fisher had this exact, and Derek Fisher is not a Hall of Famer. He got a coaching job a few months after he left the Who's NBA. Derek Fisher coaching now? Isn't he, no one. he coaching coached, WNBA? Uh, maybe. He hasn't, I know he hasn't coached in the NBA since that disastrous Knicks. Yeah, he also needs to learn WNBA. how to wear a fucking tie. Derek Fisher? Yeah, he always wears Why? ties no too short. He always wears oh, ties oh, too like short. His, oh, oh, oh. And it was really awkward. like in general, like him dressing. He is in the W. Yeah, he is in the W. He is uh, not in the W. He's coaching the Sparks, actually. Sparks, LA Sparks, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, anytime he was on the the sidelines, um, he is. Listen, nothing looks more awkward than someone wearing a guy wearing a tie that's too short or too long. Gentlemen out there, <laughs> learn to tie. Yeah, a tie you gotta properly. tie your tie right. And here's the thing: if you're if right. you're a little bigger, if you're a little fatter, and you have a short tie, then you look like an absolute asshole. You let people laugh at you. It yeah. <laughs> go online. I, I if you don't know how to tie a tie, go online. I'm sure there's thousands of YouTube videos. It's very simple, and you can control the length, and then you make sure it, it it should go down exactly to your belt and stop. Not go over the belt, but it should reach the belt right and to, stop. Touch your belt, yeah. Touch exactly. Touch it, and that's it. I know it seems crazy. It's not that hard to do. I've been doing it for like 15 years. Um. So yeah. Um. And quickly, I do want to talk about the Nigeria game. Those of you know, the Ni- team Nigeria beat team USA by in, three uh, points, three points in exhibition game. Uh, my opinion, it means nothing because preseason games. <laughs> mean yeah, let's it, stop it, going if, crazy. If the Nets lost to the Pistons in preseason, I also wouldn't care because it's a preseason game and it means nothing. And the players know that like this is what this is probably what happened. Team USA went, we're a great team and we got nothing to prove, but let's go out there and win. Yeah. And team Nigeria was like, we got everything. We have to win this. <laughs> and they barely edged out the win. A point. Yeah. And then listen. I assure you, in like a week and a half, two weeks when the when the Olympics start, you'll see why no one's worried. Shout out <laughs> to see. Coach uh, Mike uh, uh, Mike Woodson, right? Mike Woodson, yeah. Who How? Why Nigeria. is he coaching? Why is he coaching well, that? Nigeria? Oh, I'm sorry. He coached Nigeria. Yeah, he coached Nigeria. Oh, yeah, 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 I didn't. Yeah. I thought he coached Wilson, USA. So I, I was like, why I know he, he probably definitely gave them some extra ammo. You know, oh, uh, yeah. he 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 definitely kind of gave those guys a little bit more to fight for. Um, but you know, I, I, I can't say I didn't enjoy it. It was good to see, you know, Katie play again and watch Katie play with Damian Lillard and, and Draymond Green. And, you know, it was, it was, I, I didn't, it was cool. To see I, I put on watching when the Olympics stops. I was like, I don't really care too much about yeah. the, the, the exhibition games, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not worried about it. <laughs> like, it'll, it'll be all right. Um, yeah. Also, uh, just uh, congratulations to Grant Hill, who will be taking over for Jerry Colangelo um, with the uh, Team USA men's. Uh, so Jerry Colangelo, this is his last year as, as far as 
putting the teams together. Grant Hill's taking that over. Grant Hill. Grant I Hill's did not taking know that, that wow. over. So good for him. Um, Grant yeah, Hill making moves. Definitely. Uh, let's let's. I, I got to give him a round of applause for that because. Um, but no, shout out to Grant Hill. What we're seeing is a former player and Grant Hill, obviously his career cut short due to injuries. Mm. Um, but man, is he doing things behind the scenes with the Atlanta Hawks? He has been, yeah. He you know, been. and now with Team USA. Um, I love it. Young guy, I love, man. I love seeing it. 50 years old, man. He's doing good. I love, I love, I love, I love seeing it. Um, So shout out to Grant Hill. Was Grant Hill... Um, Grant Hill, yeah. he came in with Jay Kidd. That's right. That was that was Grant. That's what he did. Yeah. I always get Grant Hill confused with like um like Chris Weber for some reason. I don't know why. I know they're completing players. I couldn't tell you, man. I really couldn't tell you. Not all black people look alike, Joe. Oh, you really want to go down that yeah. path? With Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and Matt Damon because it's fucking. Who was in Fight Club? Matt Damon? Nope. Who was in The Martian? Brad Pitt? Nope. Uh, no, I don't. Just, you oh, know, for some reason, my head does that with certain people, like all over the world we're like we're gonna do a who he play for with joe now what, what would you say for grant hill who's he play for who he play for i don't know he's play for anybody right now he's fucking who vice chair for? of the board in the nba i love when they do that with uh Charles Barkley. they did like three yeah. times in a row once and he got he still couldn't get more love- rights <laughs> in one year because he just uh, i love it uh inside the nba man shout out to the inside the nba i fucking love oh that shout out to inside the nba did you watch the doc yet the, what doc there's an inside the NBA doc. It's like a five part series. No. Yeah. Did you tell me about this last week? I gotta look that up. I don't remember. No, I, I don't. I don't think I. T- I don't. We didn't even talk about it. That's the crazy part. Oh, yeah, we I don't. I, I don't remember this. We didn't talk about it, but um, it's a I really good doc. I, I love that. He almost show. fired Shaq after the first episode because he like threw some shit at the director. Oh, that's um, not good. I didn't know Kenny was like the first guy there. Kenny was, started on there Kenny like '98, like right after. Like he literally was like it was he 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 retired and then that that following season like a few months later he he signed on. Bro, it was Kenny and EJ. I was like, what? Yeah. Shaq, I was like, I, that was crazy. I think because I think that was ninety eight. I think Chuck came on two thousand like two thousand one after he retired. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, if I was, it'd be hard with Shaq because they they all three had been doing it and Chris Webber was doing it a little bit with him too for like a decade and then Shaq comes on. Shaq's such a big personality. It'd be hard sometimes to like you know integrate that so well but um yeah. but anyway so let's get to the uh the final stance with three games in sun's three little two one series lead um what do you like what you're seeing so far the suns in the first two games i thought played fantastically moved mm-hmm. the ball well made some big shots got you know got a lot of contributions from a bunch of people mikhail bridges had fucking 27 in game two and and then guys came through and i thought the way they played the first two games i was like i'm confident they're gonna win this series and then in game three which we all kind of knew the bucks would have to almost win doesn't mean they would but they kind of had to they start the bucks were we, we talked we texted about this they had like no fire in that first quarter like they did yeah. not seem like they were playing desperate and then it was finally in the second quarter they finally showed up and then um Ended up having a really big game. Um, but yeah, so far, I, mean, I, I still think the Suns got this. You know, I think the Suns yeah. are just a better team. I don't know what to tell you. Like, the Bucks are a good team, but I think the Suns are just better. I agree. Um, I, I Look, I, and I text you this, too. Giannis came out about three minutes into the first. Yeah. He, and he I was just like, weird. what the? I was like, what the heck is that? What is His going minute, on? The minutes of few people, like he came out, he kept on coming in and out. 
Yeah. And then Booker only so played 29 minutes. Spurts. And I was like, I don't, yeah, I was like, I'm not really sure what this is for. If it's an injury, do they right. try to try to mix things up with like different matchups? I was kind of a, yeah, it was a little weird. So I'm like, if you got to play your, your main guy up oh, and first of all, I need to, I need to take back what I said about uh, Giannis. Well, you Giannis, said he's easy to guard. He's built a wall. And you're Giannis, good. Giannis is, um, Giannis is different. Giannis <laughs> oh, is now he's finally. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, listen. It takes it takes getting it. to this stage and and putting on the show. Back to back forty point games is not easy. You know, even though one come in a loss, it's not easy to do. No. So you 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 got to give respect when respect is due. Hats off to Giannis. Um, I think he Giannis carries, carries this team, and you know, my you know the bad. thing I think about bad. Giannis though is that he can, he can get kind of like Westbrook, where he gets in his own head and he yeah. doesn't adjust properly, and so he'll keep on just backing up and driving. And when he if, when he yeah. continues to do that, you can guard see, him. I, and I think I don't like that either because when he's I see you backing up, you know what he's gonna do. I know what you're doing. Bro. What's what I'm saying, but I think sometimes <laughs> he does that thing where he like. He, it's almost like you get stuck on one mode and you're not like adjust. You need to take what the defense yeah. gives you. And sometimes he gets stuck and as a result, they start building walls and then that's when he has his bad games. So you need to be able to be always be moving and playing. And that's what he did last night. He moved, he played, he passed, he got involved and he wasn't just going, yeah. I'm going to keep I think they're trying to figure just... out and, and it's crazy to me because I think they're trying to figure out how to not have uh, Drew Holiday be the main playmaker. I think yeah, they using... split it. I, Those three I think, dudes. But for some reason, when I watched Drew Holiday play uh last night, it seemed like he did better off the ball. Well, you know, but he, he has experience with that because he played off the ball that year with Rondo and he played really well while Rondo yeah. kind of he still but he's such a good playmaker, Drew Holiday, that he can do both. He can still yeah. grab a bunch of assists while being a, a secondary like playmaker. Yeah. Um, but no, he's he's doing good. Giannis is driving, he's kicking out. You know, getting guys th- involved and everything. I and think that the Suns are taking game four, though. I I think won't disagree with that. I, I think I, that the I, Bucks always, played, I said that they'd get a split. The Bucks the played road. really well for sure last night, but I think the Suns are going to be ready. They're going to have more adjustments. They're going to you know they're smart. You think um, they win in Phoenix, or you think they win in Milwaukee? I think that's the biggest. I think I think they're going to lose game four, but then when they go for game five, I don't know. I could see I could see them losing in five games. I could see them winning. And then the Suns closing it out in Game Six, you know. But um, here, here's a problem I have when I sign on Terrence. Do you remember in, in in Round Two, Nets versus the Bucks? I said, I try to forget sometimes. Between <laughs> between games one and two, right? At, in Brooklyn, there's one day off, right? Yeah. Okay. And then there's two days off when they switched to Milwaukee, which made sense. Mm-hmm. But between games three and four, Milwaukee, there was two days off as well. And I said, why? That doesn't make any sense. They get right. more they time off. Travel. Yeah, they have less travel and they get time off in their own bed. How is that fair? Terrence, they, they're doing it again for the finals. Yeah. Then the, the Suns play on the 6th and the 8th. Three days off, they play on the 11th. But now they get another two days off to the 14th. How is that fair? Why do the Bucks get additional time off? This can't is the second it. time it's happened. Can't call it. Can't call what? I can't call it. Like, I don't know. Why? Like, it, it, I, I it don't like no sense. It makes it makes no sense. And then, you know, this is the reason why. And I texted you this yet last night. I was like, this is something that you just said is the reason why you got a bunch of NBA conspiracy theorists out there that just be like, oh, the NBA is rigged. The NBA does this. And, it, you know, also the fact of 
you had Scott Foster co- uh, referee yeah, game three. Yeah, you know, not, like that's not real. That's fake. right. It might have nothing to do with nothing, but there's literally an interview with Chris Paul. It's like, yo, I've lost eleven games in a row with this guy uh, uh, refereeing. It could be literally just a coincidence, right? It could yeah. literally just be like, it hey, it's a coincidence. Is, you know, it's, it's but like, again, they're like, you, oh, like they the Nets add fuel to the fire. The Nets that, hadn't though. won in San Antonio in like 19 years. All right. I was like, is that a conspiracy or is it just they've always no, been a great just, team right. and we just can't get them? But the NBA, I feel like the NBA sometimes adds fuel to the fire. And it, again, it's have, probably they should not have played random. Scott Foster in. They shouldn't have had him. Because if 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 the if the Suns were going to lose any game in the series, it was going to be Game Three. We all knew that they shouldn't have had Scott Foster co- uh, ref this game. Yeah, but I feel like they why like they just like having that um those talks that sometimes like like they you know the league a lot of uh basketball fans you know we kind of focus on basketball like basketball year round almost. I so wish. uh yeah, I wish you too. Um. But more so, you know, I think the league just they make sure that they pay attention. I, I I honestly truly believe that the NBA monitors social media and they monitor a lot of the talks that's being said and, and the reporters and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a business, right? You gotta see what the, the public and the majority of people like. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay that. It's something that people didn't have, any business didn't have for years. Now you can put your finger on the pulse and see what people are saying and how right. many people are saying it. And yeah. it's got foster things, whatever. But yeah, I don't really understand. Viewership like, for this finals is up 41%. Uh, well, yeah, last year, year, like playing in the bubble, I thought would be better, but it didn't, people were not into watching it. I, I really wasn't feeling it either. It was super weird to watch. Like it was that. weird, but I, I liked seeing it after months of having nothing. I liked seeing and watching it, but it was. Yeah. And then also, Let's say this. I think people were tired of seeing LeBron in the I've, finals. I dude, dude, let's I've just call it what for, it is. I've been saying this forever, and even up forty one percent this Terrence, year with go, two um small 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 market teams. teams yeah. yeah, like Terrence, come on I, now. You can go back to from months ago when I said I would. I hope LeBron doesn't make it. Like he gets knocked out, doesn't make the finals because or the postseason. It's more fun, and then every and as soon as it as he got knocked out, you see all these great stats. Oh, like in the conference finals, whoever wins. Whoever um go any of these four teams who win, one of them's gonna win their first chip, you know. One of the and that's what's fun. Like whoever wins right now, whether it's the Suns, everyone on the Suns has never had a chip. Chris Paul finally makes it all of them, or you what have they say it's been 10 years since Stephen uh Curry or LeBron James. Well, yeah, I mean, finals. really, that's just like LeBron's been in everyone except for this yeah, one just in the like, 2018. Yeah. So you know, like it's just like a like a carryover. It's like whoa, it's just, okay. it's just boring. Like it's just it's it's great to see people in finals, it does but like get when a it's stale. And when it's like every time, like oh, LeBron's gone, oh, LeBron's gone, oh, LeBron's gone. It's like all right, like I don't, I don't care. Like honestly, it, you know what was not fun was watching the Warriors and the Cavs go four in a row. Like that was boring. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that either. Like the first really. time it was like, okay, they're playing. The second time it was like, all right, you got a little rematch. Okay. Yeah, back to back. And then okay, it was like the third one was it. like, all right. Yeah, and it, it was it was even so boring like that. Remember the third the third time they played, that was when the Warriors won fifteen. They went fifteen and zero. Yeah. Before the, the Cavs finally won Game Four, and then they lost the next game. And then remember in this in the fourth one, they got swept the Cavs. Like it was just like. It's just boring to watch LeBron the same time. Like it's so much more fun to watch Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Giannis and Chris Milton, these guys that we've just never seen before in the finals, you know, play at that level. So that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I think my prediction is still 
the Suns maybe in in five. Um, I could see them winning game four, take a three one series lead back home, and the Bucks not being able to take that game. But I could also see the Sun, the Bucks winning game four, and then the Sun. I, I don't see it going to game seven. You know, we'll see. But I, no, right I, now, I, I don't feel. I think it's going to be five or six. I think off the record, this isn't like an official prediction or anything, but off the record, I think it's going to be Suns in five. Suns in five? Yeah, I'm going to say five. I'm going to say five. Okay. They just been, let's not forget, man, that when they, they went down 2-0 in the first round, they then won three straight. They then won four more in a row by sweeping the, the Nuggets. Yeah. They then went three and one on the uh, Clippers. They obviously lost game uh, five then they won game six then they won two more and were like they've i think they're now they're 14 and five in the postseason like they're playing excellent basketball man yeah you know so i, I just think they're just they're just playing too good and i think i don't think the bucks really have it to take them down so i think i, I think the bucks just you know they don't have a consistency um yeah, Kendrick that, perkins agree. said something you know on um first take he was like you know the bucks got to be one of the dumbest teams in the nba finals because yeah, I saw that. What was he from, saying that about? They go away from what works for them all the time. Whatever's working for them, they just should continue to do it. But they choose not to. And I, I understand what he's saying because you watch stuff like Brooke have a nightly advantage and you go away from him. You know, as a coach, I'm, I'm right. telling Brooke, like, stay in the goddamn paint. Don't go. And I get it. Yeah, you need it's space true. for Giannis to come downhill, right? I get it. It is, but it is true, though. They they're not consistent, you know, yeah. like they'll like Chris Middleton drew all these guys. Like they're, they're not like they should not be consistent. consistent. Yeah. Like, even if you're maybe not having huge games, if, if drew holiday goes like six of nine for like 17 points, right? Like that's where he should be. It doesn't mean you have to have a monster game, but there'll be games where he'll go like two of 11, you know, Chris Middleton will go three of 17. They're not like as a whole consistently bringing it, you know, like that's the real issue. Whereas the Suns, for the most part, do. Devin Booker obviously had a bad night last night, but I, that's kind of rare. He usually figures yeah. it out, um, as is Chris Paul and Aiton, and then you have the other guys who, you know, the role players contribute when they can. But, um, yeah, we'll see, man. I think I think the Suns taking game – what's your I prediction think on Suns game four, though? Game four, for sure. I think – yeah, yeah, you I think, think so. Them? I think um, I love uh, Cam Johnson's coming out party this year. Um He's giving yeah, he's giving them something well, good off the bench for sure. Um, I got I got a question for you, Terrence. Yeah, go before you keep going, would you take Cameron Payne as our backup point guard? Ah, oh, I forgot he will be available. I don't know that he's going to want to leave, and I think they probably want him, but you never know. I mean, would you would you sign him three years, thirty million? Three years, thirty mil for campaign. 10 million a year. I think, uh, my only struggle with Cam is that I don't know. I, I just don't know in a different system. Does system. yeah. Does he, he hasn't work, really? I mean, you know? we're really we're really looking at this right, the year first time. Right, you know, and this is this this sun system. Um great pass first team. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a lefty, so that makes him a little bit difficult to guard as compared to other players who are righty, you know, um, like James Harden. James Harden is unique as well because he's a lefty. Um, so those lefty players are, are a little bit ambidextrous. Uh, Let's not forget he's only played he only played 160 games before this season. 
This is the only season where, yeah, you know, and he, and he, and he shot the 48.4%, 44 from deep and 89 from the line. Excellent Look, numbers, man. Like, somebody's just, gonna can give him he money. sustain this? Somebody's going to give him money. I don't think in a big market team. Um, and he averaged 20 a game in, in, in college, though. You think that matters? Probably yeah. not. OKC, we barely saw him, right? Yeah, he barely played in OKC. He had a couple of small minutes in Chicago. Apparently, he yeah. played with Cleveland. If I don't remember, he played for I nine games. That. Yeah, like two years ago. I don't remember that. So yeah, I think it's. I think this small sample. It's risky. I, don't give me It'd be risky. Small, but great. It, it's a really small, great sample size. You know, it's like going to Baskin Robbins and asking for that flavor you never tried, and it's like, oh, this shit is amazing. But once you get a whole cup of it, you're like, eh, ah, yeah, you know, it's like. It's, Damn, it's, I shouldn't have wasted six dollars. But on this. it's also worth noting he's playing well during the postseason. He hasn't like shrunk in yeah. any of these. Yeah, that, you know. that's for sure. That's for sure. I would be willing to take but a also, risk on also, him. But also, also, Chris Paul effect. Yeah, yeah. But the remember Chris when, when Chris effect. Paul was injured, he filled in quite nice for him. Yeah, but again, I, it's that effect, man. The same thing happened to OKC, where we just show a freaking Lou Dart. Pop out of nowhere. He had a great year this and, year, though. And, uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, he's... again, the Chris Paul effect. Don't don't get me wrong. The Chris Paul effect is a lingering effect. It is. So you it, think you think of Lou Dort's really just like next year he'll play much worse? I think he'll be consistent. No, no, no. I I think we saw the he Chris doubled Paul his scoring average. Yeah, last I think I think we saw the Chris Paul effect uh, two years ago. I think last year we saw the the residue of the Chris Paul effect. And I think we'll continue to see a good player. Same with Shea Gildas Alexander out yeah, there. He missed um, a bunch of time this year. Man. Right, exactly. I think those guys in OKC, they, they, the, they took a lot of those jewels and those nuggets that CP3 left with them. And they're going to take that in Excel. I think campaign is going to be the same way. I don't like calling him campaign because it says like the word campaign. Camp. <laughs> I gotta call him Cameron. Otherwise, it sounds weird. I think. I think. Look. I think campaign is. Now you got me. <laughs> campaign of campaign. Now, now I feel like I'm saying it weird. Yeah, I'm saying. I feel like I'm saying it weird. I just. Uh, think, listen, I, I think. I think Cam. I think Cameron Payne. Like I would take a risk. Like if you said three years, thirty million, so. with a third year as like a, a team option, I would say fine. It'd be. It'd be worth the, the risk. And you know he's he can play off the ball. He can run the second unit. Let's like, think he, about know, okay. Well, let's also think about this. Forty-four percent from three against? last year, man. Who does he have season? to go up against in the East? Right. What as do you far mean? As backup that, point guards at that backup point guard position. Oh, Not much competition, right? Not really. I mean, I would say you got more competition in the West dealing with Reggie mm-hmm. Jackson. Dealing well, we don't with, know where Reggie um, Jackson's going to be, but right. But as far as like this year, what we saw. Smith. Um, yeah, I would t- I, I would take a risk on Cameron Payne. I think he's proven because he played well. He only played a few. He only played in the bubble last year. But he played really well in the bubble. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Then this year he played great for the whole season. And in the postseason, whether he was coming off the bench or starting place, Chris Paul, he played really well. It's possible. I take it a is, shot too. It's a small. It's, it is a small yeah, sample size, but it, I I would say he I I think he didn't get much of an opportunity to play anywhere else. Yeah. You know, so like. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I, I would take. I wouldn't pay him like four year. You know, like sixty million or some shit like that. You know, yeah, uh, I, I could. I'd be twenty seven when the season starts, so he's still. I young. could see a guy like that um coming over and knowing, you know how how uh serious this is right for the nets also, you know? he'll also have championship chances are though, right now you got now you got finals experience what i would say though is would uh, generally what smart teams do at least is they re-sign the vast majority of a team when you go win a championship you know unless yeah, you're dumb like the mavericks 
who <laughs> after winning a championship have yet to advance. They won a championship let, the following season. Go. The following season, they got swept in the first round. But they, Tyson they tra- Chandler wasn't there. They traded everyone. Like, like, like it was, you have it was a, you crazy. figured out the formula, and they're like, "I right, bail it, and it'd be fine." It's like, no, that was man. Crazy. Like, yeah, they got rid of Jason Kidd and Tyson Chandler. I think Sean Marion even they got like they yeah. got rid of like Happy everyone. Dirt got one though. I'm happy Dirk got one, but it was like happy you got to run it back. Maybe make a couple of additions, but like you got to. Yeah. If the team did it, they'll likely be competitive again. Yeah. You know, you don't just bail on the whole fucking team. Dirk now has a, a elevated position in the Mavericks. They haven't named yeah. exactly what it is. It's but, just like Tim know. Duncan with the Spurs. Like you know, they're just gonna be around doing yeah. something, whether they yeah. want to dive into something specific or just be around. But um, but that's good though. Yeah. Also about Cameron Payne. In March 2020, when he was in the G League, he was player of the week. Averaged 23.3 points, 7.3 rebounds, 10.3 uh-huh. assists, 2.7 steals, and mm-hmm. 1.3 blocks. That's the numbers. That's I, know the numbers. It's G, I know it's G League, but, man, it's still not bad. That's the um, numbers right there for sure. I do. I think we're going to sign someone, by the way. I don't, th- I don't think we're going to ride Mike James. Like I think we're going to want reassurance, um, yeah. considering we have a championship team. So we'll see. But yeah, Terrence, I think that brings us about to the end of the show. Um, mm. If uh, you have to email us, you can always email us at, and this might be strange considering you're listening to the backcourt, but you can email us at needisaymorepod at gmail.com. Um, mm. Yeah, Terrence, do you have any uh, great fortune cookie advice for us this week, as you always uh, do? I feel like I dropped one a little earlier. I just don't even really remember. No, well, that's how it works. talking about uh, Stefan Marbury. You said, I don't know if it was, it was saying something good, but it wasn't like it was anyway, something, right? Uh-huh. Crack open that forge cookie, Terrence. Uh, we just had some see. Chinese food. Uh, just ate some delicious chicken and broccoli. I've been doing a lot of Forge learning. cookie opens up. Uh, I've been doing a lot of learning. So what I will say is uh, the best way to teach is to continue to absorb. So essentially, you know, being the best leader you can be, you can still learn from the people that you're teaching best way to teach is to continue to absorb is that what you said yeah yeah it can be i don't mind it i mean it's it's uh it's not wrong Mm. it can be adjusted i think i think the wording on it is a little off yeah maybe a bit i mean the sentiment is solid i'll I'll give you i'll give you a win it's better than a tie it's a solid one okay you've had some gems i think what i should do is i should go through every episode and make a cut of everything you've said and we'll just judge it oh man we could tweet those and just like have like daily tweets almost here <laughs> a weekly uh fortune cookie device yeah, when, when this podcast dope. blows up we'll do that yeah that'd be dope uh when the nets admit that they've been listening to the show because we clearly know they have yeah um, bruce i reached out you never replied did you sound like a stan song did you reach out <laughs> i reached out bruce I never replied it. i love that you did that um bruce brown we're talking about you i can't wait to help man we better resign him i'm gonna knock bruce. someone out um yeah. i don't want to say i hit a grown man up in a dm but you know i mean whatever try to hit <laughs> like, you up bro <laughs> um we'll get him on the show his deep ass voice um i think that's it for me though terrence you got anything else no man no, all right no. ladies and gentlemen you can uh i already told us where you can email us but yeah so we will see you next week <laughs> on the back court peace